man, who the hell ever decided to be okay to give us two live mics and no supervision? It's probably not a great idea. We can say whatever we want. I know. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Alas, Dave, I don't know if you've heard, we've been soft. <laughs> we've won soft, so we're it probably not going to say a lot. Are it we? happens. It happens. <laughs> So, guys, uh, unfortunately, Ian had some stuff going on this week, so uh, he was not able to to join us. So we're just going to do uh, release an old Patreon show from a couple years ago, last year, a couple years ago, something like that. I think like it was that. January 2021. Okay. So. Maybe 2022. What the fuck year are we in? 2023. 2023. I think it was last January. Maybe last about January. 13 months old. 13 maybe. months old. So we're going to release a Patreon show this Sunday. Not going to have a new show for you due to uh, you not being able to be here this week. So we're taking the week off. Didn't want to leave you empty handed. So thought we'd give you a slice of uh, what Patreon has to offer. If you're already a Patreon or a patron, you know, hopefully you enjoy this one going back and checking it out. It was a good one. I think. I think so. But I don't remember. Interesting. Anything do. So it was an Ohio guy. Yeah, it was kind if, of a hometown hero-ish. Uh, Mount Vernon, scenario. Ohio is where he was from. Not too far from here. About and an then, hour. He um, killed three people in Howard, Ohio, and raped a teen who ended up surviving. That's not very nice. Hid their bodies in a tree. And this guy had like a really big leaf and tree fetish. Yeah, he liked the leaves. And like his house was lined with bags of leaves, like all over. I'm sure we'll post the photo at some point here for this one. Like leaves all over. And I, I was reading, just kind of refreshing myself before we started here tonight. Like he even asked the police not to tear down the hollowed out tree where the bodies were found because he didn't want the tree hurt. And the cops like, no, we're fucking taking this down because we don't want this to become like a tourist site. Weird guy. Weird sick ass. Mm. Hometown hero. Only in Ohio. Yeah. A real weird, weird fucked up story. If you're not a patron... Um, this will give you a little taste of what we do on Patreon. We do stuff like this. We tend to have a little more relaxed fun, I think, on Patreon. Yeah, we do whatever we want. Yeah. Consequences and uh, good taste be damned. Yeah. Our bosses aren't looking over us <laughs> on Patreon. But, um, you know, this was, a, this was a good serial killer story, so we felt it was good. You know, we, we do some goofy stuff on Patreon, too. We didn't want to put that on as a Sunday episode. No, we're not goofballs. Come on. Well, at least not in theory <laughs> on my resume. It will not say goofball. <laughs> it might, but yeah. So anyways, Ian will be back next week. We'll, we'll hit, we have a, uh, we have a good lineup for March actually. I think so. It's a fun one. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next week, um, with a, a brand new episode, but hopefully even if you're non patrons, this is still new for you. So hopefully you enjoy it before we jump into it though. Real quick, Dave sent you this on, uh, Instagram earlier, I saw somebody made a video about the most terrifying Asian horror films. Now we're talking. And I think those are your favorites, right? Those are the French have good ones too, right? French and uh, Japanese. So here were the four and then maybe I'll get your thoughts. Let me read the list and then we'll go through them. Maybe. Yeah. Hit me. And what's interesting is that all of these are 2009 to present which I thought might be a little weird, but I don't know the history of Asian film and the different countries. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more. A lot that of good stuff earlier. in the last 15 years, though. All right. So the first one they listed was from Korea. Gonjime. Haunted Asylum. You know, I've never seen that. From 2018. 
That's uh, that's big on a lot of people's lists. You've not seen that one. Not seen that one. So that was up there. The next one is from Taiwan. The Sadness, twenty twenty one. That's a great movie. Terrifying. Mm, I wouldn't call it terrifying. A lot of fun. In in what sense? Taiwanese like thriller, zombie movie, very gory. You like the gore. You like very action packed. Yeah, fun movie. Very fun movie. Jump scenes. You get some jump scares. In oh, it. yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. Another one from Korea, The Tale of Two Sisters. And this is from 2023. Did this just come out? No, that's an old movie. 2023? Maybe I, I wrote my notes wrong, but The Tale of Two Sisters. I believe I've seen that. I, I don't really remember the... Could it have been 2013? The synopsis maybe? on that. I think that's an older movie, though. But you have seen it. I have. Long time ago. Okay. Hold on, I'm going to look this up real quick live. We'll do it fucking live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! We'll do it live! See? If Ian can't be here, we'll pay Bill. Come yeah, on him. Fuck it. Taylor just, I'm sorry, I wrote it down. We're in 2003. Yeah. So that, that's... I saw it a long time ago. Yeah. I honestly couldn't even tell you what it's about. So I guess we do go back all the way to 2003 on this one. All right. And then the last one was from Japan. It was uh, Grotesque from 2009. I don't recall that one. All right. You haven't, seen so you haven't seen that one and the uh, haunted asylum haunted asylum sounds good i've not seen that All right. and the sadness of this sadness list is, is a lot best. of fun can you give us maybe two or three of your favorite asian horror films hmm. if you're going to recommend something out to the listeners you mentioned one before so that, i would go with audition at the top of the list where, who made that one where's where that from takashi Mike. is it a korean or it's japanese japanese when was that? One of the out? greatest directors ever. Uh, like rough, like a rough. Mid 2000s, maybe late okay. 2000s, 2008, 2009. What was it? 06, 07. The, the, the audition? Audi- just audition. 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 It's the best. Really creepy. Good stuff there. The best Japanese horror film of My all time. My favorite Japanese horror Your film. Your favorite. Okay. You save face even too when saying my favorite because then people are like, that's not the best. Yeah, like, I, I didn't say it was the best. I said it was my favorite. I don't know. It's a good way to say it. I don't want to hear from people. Whatever. <laughs> these these opinions are final. Yeah, it's my opinion. It's not fact. You know, whatever. It's what I like. We I like, like movie, what I like. We like movie 43 and most of these fucking dipshits don't even like it's it. It's got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just, a 0 Baffles me. Baffles me. One of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. Agreed. All right. So you, uh, audition. What else? You got any other ones? Creepy Asian horror. Um... It's a movie called Imprint I thought was very good. Another Takashi Mike movie. Okay. Am I saying that right? Mike. 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 Mike, maybe? I'm not Japanese. I mean, you're asking me. Uh, M-I-I-K-E. Okay. You're a big fan of this Mike guy. He is awesome. Ichi the Killer, a lot of those uh, cool Japanese movies. Guy's fucking unbelievable. So is Japan number one when it comes to horror? Japan and France, in my opinion. Martyrs was France, right? Martyrs is a French horror movie. One of your favorites. One of my absolute favorite horror movie. I really like the original uh, Grudge and Ring movie. So Ringu and I forget what the Grudge one was called. But the original not being the American ones, Yeah, correct? they're Japanese movies. Okay. I'd seen the American ones, but I didn't love those. The, yeah, I've the never Japanese seen the versions ones. are just super creepy. I could see how the ring would be really super creepy. I didn't love the American one. I thought it was a little corny and Oh, cheesy. I love the ring. Yeah, but I I could see how it, it done differently. Yeah, I could yeah. see how I Japanese could be versions good. are great. Yeah. 
So I don't know. That's what comes to mind. Three Extremes, I think, is another good uh, Asian horror one by three different directors, three different, I guess, vignettes, you'd say. You're giving people uh, enough to watch. Good stuff. A lot of good uh, Asian horror out there. So that's people's homework this week. Listen to this Patreon episode, yeah. this free Patreon episode, and then go watch some of Dave's uh, horror recommendations. Do it. do it now. You got to be able to read subtitles. So you got to you got to do you gotta a be able to read. You got to do a thinking. I like samurai movies too, and yaku- yeah, yakuza movies and samurai Japanese I've movies not, are so good. I don't dislike them, but I've never gotten into like the samurai thing. Like third, watch Thirteen it. Assassins. Yeah. What is is that? Can you stream that on anything? Probably. Uh, you, you can find it. I yeah. believe also a Takashi Miike movie. You're a big fan of this guy. That guy's awesome. One of the greatest fucking movies I've ever seen. Thirteen Assassins. All right. Is that your favorite samurai movie? Mm, but it's one of them. Okay. I'll say it's one of them. What's the um? Wasn't Tom Cruise in a samurai movie? Last Samurai. Last, was that good? That was good. I thought yeah. it was good. I was gonna say Red Dragon. I don't even know if that's a thing. That's Red Dragon's a Hannibal Lecter movie. Oh, well, that was not what I was thinking. Mm-mm. Last Samurai. But I that's like okay. Last Samurai. It's good. I'm a Tom Cruise fan. The guy's a bit of a Scientology kook, but he really does make good movies, though. Samurai movies are cool, though. Yeah. Samurai and Yakuza movies. All right. The you Outrage. The Outrage uh, Japanese movies. The Yakuza Outrage and Beyond Outrage. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> You're just giving people a whole list. Love it. Uh, I could just shut up for the next hour and you just you just go down... Uh, Oh man, Japanese oh, cinema is amazing. Of, of, of film. You watch all the old Kurosawa movies, Seven <laughs> Samurai, and all that stuff. Good stuff. I'm still working through the Charlie Chaplin uh, well, filmography. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. Right now I'm on the shorts still. I got to get through all the, <laughs> the features. Anyways. Okay. You got anything I, else this week? That's all I got. I hope you enjoy uh, our old Matthew Hoffman show. It was a really weird one. Yeah. But it's Ohio, right? So everyone thinks less of us anyways. Ohio. Might as well just feed into that gimmick. We get Ohio memes, you know, mailed to us all day long. Hey, spoiler for anyone out there. If you see an Ohio meme, it's already been sent to us. You don't need to send it to us. We've seen it. We We live here. We know. Yeah, we know. You don't have to send it to us. Or email it to us. Get fucking people emailing it to us. It's not as bad as you think here. I started up that Mike Namapod Instagram. I saw that. I have Declan run it. Declan's running it? He shows me spreadsheets every day I make him of what we <laughs> receive. Is that right? Like, I get it, people. There's clip memes out there. <laughs> it's all fake news. It's you not, can stop sending it to us. Real. There's no yeah. science behind there. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, you know, it's BS. Let it go. <laughs> it's not real. Poor Declan over there. Forget about the clip. Go watch some Japanese horror movies. Instead. There you go. It's a quote of the week. That's it. Forget the clip. Go watch Japanese horror and samurai. Yakuza movies. And Yakuza. Best. And listen to this episode, hopefully, and let us know what you think. What else you got to do? We'll be back with a fresh lineup next week. All right. That's it. Enjoy.
bonus episode for all of the patrons. I'm not going to lie. Reading the notes this week, I kept thinking this was a Sunday show. Mm. It has a very Sunday show feel to it, I guess, the topic. Hmm. And also we're recording where our schedule's a little mixed up this week. We're recording on our typical main show night threw me off a little bit. I could see that. Does it hold some extra weight because the people only chose him when they thought they were going to lose him forever? They're like, wait, wait, we really love him. (laughs) He was like the lovable loser until they was going to be gone. And oh, we have to have him. How'd that poll end up? He's smart. I think probably the biggest differential in a poll. Yeah. It was pretty wide. Can you see the total vote like tally on those polls? Sure. What's been the, do you, do you know, like off, offhand, what has gotten the most votes, like period, like, like what month has gotten the most overall votes? I'd be interested to know like what that was. I do not know that. I mean, Patreon's growing every day. We talked about yeah. it. Uh, we talk about it every week. So there's still a lot of uh, voting, you know, not fuckos. by the rules. I believe. The fuckos. <laughs> I hope those people don't think their votes are getting counted because I assure you they're not. <laughs> we'll click the little like button. One person, one vote. If, Maybe. Done, if done properly. Yeah. We don't need to get into voting scandals. Ugh. Still haunting me. Israel key fans are ready to fucking riot on us. We just got that in at the end of 2021. Yeah. They're like, you fuckers yeah. promised. We'd have been hung by our nutsacks. That would not have felt great. <laughs> Probably not. Speaking from experience. No, I'm <laughs> Someone who visit, visits a uh, torture dungeon domination BDSM. Some people love Dungeons, it, I'm sure. Dave. Yeah. Like Ian's uh, friend, uh, what's the name? Kevin in Germany? Kevin. I bet that guy loves getting hung by his nutsack. I th- yeah, he'd, sure. he'd love Ian to do it for him, probably. <laughs> I think, I think getting- he was trying to do it to me, though. He would. <laughs> Didn't he? He wanted somebody to kill or somebody to eat something on. I was going to say, I think oh, yeah. getting hung by a nutsack is on the lower end of the things that Kevin is into. Yeah, See, Kevin was into some really intense shit. That's he, like the like he's not even going to whip his dick out and jerk off to that. It's it's hot, but he's not even going to like right. get into that. Now you want to talk about like killing someone? Now he's talking. So you think Kevin was the hanger and you would have been the hangy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not sure. by not by choice. Yeah, not by choice. May I add, <laughs> Kevin would have made that happen. Right. You know, with all of Ian's personal information. Hopefully, his visa to the U.S. got rejected and. You don't have to worry about him. He had COVID, COVID and he wasn't allowed you know, to fly or something. He couldn't leave. Saved your life. Yep. Or he's living in your bushes. I don't know. He could be. <laughs> Biding his time, waiting for the perfect time to pounce. He's been there for a while if he oh, has. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, I didn't have a whole lot to, to jump into at the beginning. So kind of a semi-hometown hero tonight. Yeah. Not really, but sort of. I think we had it's like outside of Columbus. Yeah. Kind of. So 60 ish miles Southwest of us. And all, I feel like in all the teasing we have done for him, I'm like the, uh, Hey, you can vote for this guy. We've pretty much told the story, right? Like we don't have to do a show tonight. <laughs> he won. Good night. Yeah. yeah congrats. <laughs> we can slap the wind, wind sticker on him, and you know, we'll be home and in bed by nine o'clock. Let's go back to talking about the corpse that scored the goal. That was fun. That, I want to talk about that guy some more. Is that your favorite news story of all time? <laughs> That's so great. I really wish I wouldn't have watched the video. 
because in my mind I was picturing like the office where Charles and you know Jim playing soccer hey, and, and Charles and Charles kicks it super hard. That's what I was picturing in my head <laughs> and just slam off the side of. The wouldn't it have been great if they held the casket up so that you could kick it high and like he heads yeah. it into the goal? <laughs> well, now you're talking. Come on. So just kick it straight off the, like, the head area. It. Yeah. It's the top of the casket. Like the head area goes in. They, they go like too far with it. It fucking falls over and face plants, like <laughs> spills open. The corpse rolls out. He rolls out, but he touches the ball with his hand. So they call a penalty. His goal doesn't count. Handball. <laughs> fucking rolls out and he pulls his shirt off because he just scored a goal. That's what they do in soccer. They strip when they score. And then the fans go nuts and fisticuff. Like, I wonder if everybody there was into it or if there were some people who are like, man, this is fucked up. Like, What's what's going on here? I feel like the way the article was presented is like, there was probably people crying. Yeah. Like in the, in the audience or the audience in the crowd. Like, is that a coffin? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, they, like, the rest blow the whistle. The medic cart, like, brings out a casket. They got, like, four or five players as pallbearers bringing the thing out. The opposing team's like, what the fuck? Or if someone was like, I'm not even coming to this. Like, I'm staying home. This is fucked up. <laughs> this is weird. That's my favorite story of the year so far. If one of us passes away, can we just bring our corpse in with the headphones on? <laughs> And like the other two just do a whole show and like throw it like Dave, if it's me, just like, you know, throw it to me, but have sound bites of me talking like this. I just want to smell his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Just the whole show. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) And then just me signing off with my pterodactyl mic. And then that's that's it. You know, right off into the sunset. One last pterodactyl yell on your way out the door. This one's for you, pal. You guys get like, choked <laughs> up. It's for you, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we got your funeral plans all settled. Yeah. That's great. We're good to go here. Let's save us time when it happens. I'm this counts, right? This is like a verbal will. Sure. Like, they have to honor this in court. Absolutely. doesn't matter. You've had 107 beers before this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if it's me, you guys do yeah, that. Put like uh, puppet strings on my hands and you can hit the soundboard. And stuff. <laughs> Make me work the soundboard. Because <laughs> I wouldn't just take that seat and do it. I'd, I'd make more work for myself. Like I go to hit it. I'm muting our mics, turning the sound off, playing like sirens. Whose dick did I want to smell, by the way? I, I remember saying it, Jose but I don't remember. Jose Baez. That's right. Well, for good reason. Yeah, he's going to be in studio next week, so you'll get your chance. I just want to smell his dick. <laughs> It was ridiculous. It was like corruption and sex. <laughs> that was about the glitter girls, right? Yeah. That's right, because we said that he was going to come defend them. That's right. Bang them out, get them off in court. More ways than one. <laughs> that one still pisses me off. Glitter's fucking worse, man. You wanted to give him the death penalty. If ever there was a case. I'm not saying I wanted to, but I'm saying there's a case to be made for fucking glitter. Right now we're rehashing the whole news story show from last yeah. week. You brought it up, man. You want to talk about your casting? <laughs> All right. So the man earned this spot. He was defeated many times. Yeah. Rode the wave to victory. Let's hear all about him. Literally spent all of 2021 trying to win. Over and over again. Couldn't do it. Matthew Hoffman, 2022 is for you, pal. <laughs> Here we go. So for the research with this episode... There is a book out there 
but it's written by the victim's father, pretty much. Um, we're going to talk about it later in the episode, but he's not a great guy. And I didn't want to buy this book and give any money to this guy. So we're just going to rely on news reporting and police interviews. So if people want to read it, you're advising they should steal the book as to not generate profits, right? Yes. Okay, great. Mike, didn't Abby Hoffman have a book called Steal This Book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's awesome. I got to go find a copy and steal it. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for it, right? That's disrespectful. No. They can't arrest you. It's like the directions are on the cover. Like steal this book. Yeah. Matthew Hoffman was born November 1st, 1980 in Mount Vernon, Ohio. By all accounts, he was described as a smart kid growing up. The only thing that could have been considered odd about him was a growing obsession that he had with trees and climbing things, like uh, a real fascination with heights. In 1997, his parents got divorced, and that mixed with what sounded like some form of budding mental illness started getting Matthew in some trouble. At this point, the trouble he was getting into is related to climbing buildings, and people said um, he had a weird blank stare, like there was nothing behind his eyes. Like you would try to talk to him, ask him a question, he would just sit there and stare at you. Hmm. Like parkour? Parkour! Parkour! <laughs> climbing buildings. Remember that episode? Parkour! In the office? Yeah. Hardcore parkour! <laughs> what, that was his first run in... And with the law was right around the time his parents got divorced. He climbed up on the roof of his high school, like just climbed the side of the building like Spider-Man. Mm. It sounded like we used to do that. <laughs> this is actually this is a legitimate <laughs> college story. In college, there used to be a uh, like a, a makeshift ladder on the side of one of the buildings, like for like maintenance to get to the roof. Like it was built into the bricks. We would go up there and drink beers and stuff and climb like it was a weird shaped building where you can get to different parts yeah. looking back now my anxiety goes through the roof thinking about the stuff that we did like climbing one slip you'd have fallen broken your skull uh, wide open did you have to or, climb down once you were hammered though we'd be hammered going up like i wouldn't we wouldn't oh. do it unless we were drunk mm. you get up there you drink more and then like literally like okay if i climb this ladder and i can i could lean on that air condition unit and then get up to the roof or like that that next level. It's just so stupid. Mm. Fun as shit at the time, but Oh yeah. Anyways, I banged about a thousand girls up there. <laughs> I had to throw them down into a bush because their legs wouldn't work after. So But it was a soft bush. Was that move known as the rooftop roofie? <laughs> it was known as the rooftop. There was no roofies involved. I'm tired of you insinuating any of these girls were drugged. The only thing they were drugged on was my cock. <laughs> All 14 inches, pal. <laughs> the 14 inch strangler. That's what they called me. The strangler. So like we said, he was smart. And in 1999, he graduated from high school and went on to study industrial electrical engineering at Knox County Career Center in Ohio. That sounds like something you need to be smart for. Not like podcasting or something, but yeah. electrical engineering. Need a good brain, Truth. I would think, right? Yeah. Any piece of shit can talk into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, this didn't last long. And the following year, he moved to Steamboat Springs, Colorado with his grandma. From what it sounded like, he stayed with his grandma until he got a job, which he got one as a plumber's assistant. From there, he moved into a motel 
and his fascination with climbing trees got weirder. Like he would just climb random trees and hang out in them. I used to call you a plumber's assistant, right? All that pipe you used to lay up on the rooftop. I was cleaning that and just cleaning out pipes. And I, I cleared out a lot of shit also. I need to get into specifics, but I cleared out some, some shit. Okay. I think we'll leave it at that. Anal sex. That's an anal sex joke. I did an anal. I did an anal. His behavior started to be described as erratic and he ended up losing that job. So in August of 2000, he broke into a condo and stole any valuables that he could. Then to cover up what he did, he burnt the condo down. Jesus. Thankfully, no one was hurt, but the fire spread over to uh, other units and it ended up doing $2 million worth of damage. For this, he ended up serving eight years in prison for arson and he was reported as being a model prisoner. He did some programs aimed towards integrating prisoners back into society, and he passed these with flying colors. When he got out after those eight years, he headed back to Ohio. You know who didn't integrate back well into society? Who's that? Brooks. Guy fucking hung himself. He was institutionalized. Did the little carving (laughs) gimmick, and that was it. Now I'm sad. Thanks, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Red got away. Just think about red instead. I'll, leave, I'll, th- I'll do you one better. I think of even a happier thought. That movie lost best picture to Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a travesty. Travesty of justice. It, it, that is a really good movie. I don't know. What are you going to do? Hey, a good year for cinema. 1994. Great year. What were the other? You probably know this. You probably know this. It was Forrest Gump. Pulp Shawshank. Fiction. Pulp, or pulp Fiction, and what were the other two? Man, you used to know those ones. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, <laughs> and White Men Can't Jump, I believe, with a with a five. Well, those are good contenders too. All five could have won. Yeah. All five could have won. It was anyone's guess who was going to take it yeah. that year? Somebody had to win it. Anyways, so once Matthew was back in Ohio, he worked. Uh, a bunch of different jobs, but couldn't really hold anything down. It's not clear how he got a loan for a house, but he did end up buying a really old house that needed a ton of work for around $39,000. This was like a really old home. It was like over a hundred years old, like this really old house. Mm. So my, my thought on that is when you burn down a condo and cause $2 million worth of damages, don't mm-hmm. you have liens and judgments against you for the rest of your life? Yeah. At least from the insurance company because they paid out everyone else and then they you would assume they would go after him for those damages. Yeah. I wonder That's how you get a loan. Yeah. I have no idea yeah. because he didn't even have a job. A, yeah, a job <laughs> at all, really. Hmm. It's interesting. But somehow he pulled off getting a loan for this house. It's Ohio. We're a lawless state. Is that what it is? Sure of it. No, just, you know, $2 million in damages. You figure that's going to follow you for the rest of your life. So don't burn down condos. It sounded like a pretty intense fire, too. Like, luckily, no one got hurt in it. Yeah, no shit. I thought it was in a house. It was intense. <laughs> I'll see myself. <laughs> see you guys next week. I'm going to go home. And once he got this house, he started filling it with leaves. And this is a lot of dead leaves. It's, we're talking like three foot high piles. Um, 
and just bags of leaves that line the walls of the house. So not like Martha Stewart fall decor or something. No, Actual like bags of leaves, like just straight up dead leaves off the ground. <laughs> okay. And it's, we're, we're going to talk about it later, but it's so weird. It's weird to do that already, but he didn't have any trees on his property that would produce that amount of leaves. So he was going out into the community the woods. I don't know where mm. and just bringing back tons and tons of leaves. Imagine how much dirt and bugs and nastiness that brings like back into yeah, your house too. Absolutely. It's a new one. I don't think we've ever heard of that one before. And it sounds like this stems back to something in his childhood growing up. Like he's just always been obsessed with trees, climbing them, everything about them. Yeah. Hmm. Probably something weird, like he was jumping in a pile of leaves and he got his ass beat or something. And <laughs> triggered like this love affair with leaves. Who knows? Perhaps. I don't know. You hear those creepy stories now, like kids will jump in leaves and there's like a twig in it and it like stabs them or something. Oh. Or like, have you heard that stuff though? Like no. there's all these horror stories about how like you need to really be careful when you let your kids jump in leaves and can't you know. do anything anymore. Yeah. But I guess. I mean, now that I think about it, like I used to jump in leaves all the time. Yeah. Like if there was a twig sticking up, there, oh, there goes that eye. Like you don't think about it, but. Or right up the poop shoot. Couldn't even. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened to him. Maybe that is what mm. it was. It's like the Fusilli Jerry. Oh, <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> One in a million, Doc. One in a million, shot. <laughs> also, along with stockpiling leaves, Matthew is doing weird shit with climbing trees uh, more than he was before. Now he was putting hammocks high up in trees and just hanging out. His next door neighbor started telling her kids to stay inside when Matthew was out. She told the news, quote, he would sit and listen to us up in a tree. He had a hammock and would sit there and listen to us. He was just different. He was very different. How high up is this hammock? It's fucking high up from what it sounds That's like. Crazy. Do you know how hard it is to get in and out of a hammock, <laughs> let alone 30 feet in the air? Like one, you know, you move to your right too much and, you know, you flip that fucking thing over. Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? Also extremely creepy. Like this lady's like, yeah, we fucking see you, asshole. <laughs> yeah. We know you're up there listening to us. Like it's fucking fall. So all the leaves are probably gone or close. Right. Or gone. Like we well, can see they're you. they're gone. They're in his apartment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shitty neighbors can be a real bummer, man. Trust, um, trust me, Mike used to live right next door to me. I know all about it. <laughs> it's true. Apparently, he didn't like me playing Sweet Home Alabama every Sunday before a NASCAR race. <laughs> full blast. I'm surprised that, and it, this might have happened and we just don't know, but that he didn't get scared away from doing this stuff. This is more Southern Ohio. And he wasn't just doing this in his own trees or anything. These were on other people's property. I could just see somebody coming out with a gun and saying, yeah. okay, get the fuck out of here. Everyone that, has a gun down there. Fuck yeah. They Everyone. Do. I wonder if that just goes back though to like that mental state where like just blank stare, like oblivious to everything else around him. Yeah. This is the life he wants to live and he's just living it. There's definitely something going on. I mean, there's yeah. there's some mental illness. I bet, it's, I bet it's not even registering with him. Like, oh, these you, this is awkward or creepy or people are yeah. getting upset. Like, he's just doing his thing. It almost reminds me of Richard Chase, like how he had odd things that he did that he mm -hmm. didn't even think. The one that always sticks out to me is when he had all those oranges 
wrapped in a towel around his head because he got he thought that vitamin C was going to do something. About that, I yeah. forgot about that. Wait, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so now at this point, we're in 2010, and things were kind of spiraling out of control for Matthew. He couldn't find a job. He was getting unemployment, but that was running out, and his car was scheduled to be repossessed. On top of all that, Matthew had some issues with the law regarding an ex-girlfriend. I wasn't able to find out whether or not he was actually arrested for this, but on October 24th, 2010, his ex filed a report with the police that Matthew had choked her. It sounded like she was living with him, right? And moved out right after that? Yeah. She was living in the leaves, too. With her kid. Yeah. You have a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Weird. A couple weeks later, on November 11th, 2010, 32-year-old Tina Herman didn't show up for her job at Dairy Queen, which was not like her. Tina never missed work, and her manager, Valerie Haythorne, felt like something was really wrong, so she drove over to Tina's house. Once she got there, Valerie knocked on the door, but no one answered. She also noticed that there was a car that she had never seen in the driveway, and Tina's truck was gone. Valerie noticed that one of the back windows was slightly open, so she climbed in and immediately saw a ton of blood on the floor. Do you know if that uh, had a brazier? Was that a Dairy Queen brazier or not a brazier? <laughs> well, I'm serious. I think those went out, what did we decide, like 1987 or something? I, I, I forgot. <laughs> what, con- what conversation was that? I don't know. Uh, we were arguing about the sign. Well, there was no arguing. It was you and I told Dave those don't exist anymore, and I, they really don't. I think I looked it up, though. It just means they have a grill. Isn't that what But they all means? have grills. Yeah. That's why it's called, isn't it called like DQ grill now or something? Like, can you go yeah. to a Dairy Queen that doesn't serve like their hamburgers and hot dogs? Well, I don't know. Last week I was getting my film developed at the photo mat and I headed over to <laughs> DQ Breaks here and got a, what, you got should, a cheeseburger. If, if that really happened, Dave, you should have ran out to the payphone and called me and told me what you were doing. I would have got on the bus and came and met you. All right, next time. And we could have went to Sears and bought some pants. Or something. I don't know. Sears? Sears Roebuck pants? Yeah, some Sears Roebuck pants. I actually don't go to Dairy Queen anymore. I get the, uh, I'm a big fan of their $18 medium fry and blizzard <laughs> special that they bring to your door. <laughs> the sign says grill and chill now. See, that's ah. what it says, grill and chill. But it said that for a long time, I think. I'm living in the 80s, pal. Yeah, I mean, there's people selling vintage Dairy Queen signs online mm. that say brazier on them. Vintage. It says vintage no, Dairy I, Queen I, sign for sale. I, I, that was my point. Like if they're so that brazier sign is so old, or what is it? Brazier isn't that brazier? Is that the porn? Yeah, brazier. <laughs> oh, okay. There's there's a joke to be made there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Soft serve we'll get back brazier. On that one. <laughs> Banana split. Uh, foot long. Just spitballing here. Um. All right. So no brazier. Grill and chill. That's right. Just a well, yeah. Twenty ten. Grill and chill. Probably. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail there. <laughs> Just glad it wasn't me this, this time. Valerie called police, and a search was launched for Tina and her children, Cody Maynard, age eleven, and Sarah Maynard, age thirteen, as well as Tina's friend Stephanie Sprang, age forty-one. The car Valerie was unfamiliar with that was in the driveway was Stephanie's car. 
Police contacted Tina's boyfriend, Greg Borders, but he said that he hadn't been able to get a hold of her. They had once lived together, but they were in the middle of breaking up. He said that's why he didn't find it suspicious that he hadn't heard from her recently. And Greg said that the breakup was mutual and peaceful and nothing on the surface connected Greg to their disappearances. So the police kind of moved on. I tell you what, I bet it's pretty terrifying when you're in the middle of breaking up with a girl and she goes missing like that. You're obviously going to be the first person they look at. And uh, based on some of the stories we've done, people have gone to prison for less. You know, if this wasn't solved as quick as it was. I think Greg Borders would have stayed on the yeah, radar for a long time. Exactly, That's terrifying. Do you think when Greg spoke with police, he had an attorney present? I sure fucking hope so. Because, yeah, if this didn't get solved real quick, yeah. this could have gone south for Greg Borders. So at that point, police shared their photos with the media and asked for the public's help in finding them. They also put out a be on the lookout for Tina's truck which ended up being found pretty quick in the parking lot of Kenyon College. When they found her truck, they also noticed a guy just kind of lurking around in the parking lot. He identified himself as 30-year-old Matthew Hoffman, and he told police he was waiting for his girlfriend to get out of school. He gave them a first name, but he said he couldn't remember his girlfriend's last name. She's from Canada. He probably don't know. <laughs> so he's instantly... uh on the list as being suspicious back at Tina's house. Police found a bunch of Walmart shopping bags that had two tarps and a box of heavy duty 55 gallon garbage bags along with a receipt. They thought that these garbage bags could have been used to clean up the crime scene. So they went to the local Walmart to watch surveillance video footage. And eventually they see Matthew Hoffman buying tarps and garbage bags. At this point, Tina and her kids and Stephanie had been missing for four days, and it sounded like because there were kids involved, the search warrant process was pushed along really fast to get inside Matthew Hoffman's house. So he left all that stuff laying at the house? Yeah. Fucking idiot. Interesting plan. That's what gives me the vibes of Richard Chase. Mm, Like He might, might not clearly know the difference between right and wrong. Or if you take what he says at the end... To be true, he didn't have planned what happened. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. I find that interesting. Yeah. Look, you need garbage bags to collect leaves, pal. (laughs) That's a great point. The SWAT team was organized and they busted through the door after firing a flash grenade through the window, which they probably didn't know about all the leaves in there, but they're lucky it didn't spark and catch the whole fucking place on fire. Good point. As soon as I read that, I thought of Waco just firing one of those in there and accidentally catching the whole place on fire. I mean, we know what Jewish space lasers did to those forest fires. It ignited (laughs) immediately. So God knows what a flashbang could do. Is that a Star Trek? (laughs) That's our friend Marjorie Taylor Greene said the forest fires were started by a, a Jewish space laser. Jesus. You didn't hear that no. last year? Whenever I try to tune mm. some of that stuff out. <laughs> Jewish space lasers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Friend of the show, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loves us. <laughs> Big fan down in Georgia. So Matthew Hoffman was asleep on the couch, so they were able to quickly get him under control and out of the house. The first thing they noticed was the insane amount of leaves in the room, but the leaves just continued throughout the whole house. And one of the police officers 
did an interview and he was saying at first, like they're going through, they didn't know if the bodies were underneath all these leaves. Cause this was a lot uh, yeah. of fucking leaves. As they kept searching, the entire bathroom was lined with grocery bags filled with leaves, which were secured to the wall. It almost looked like he was using it as some sort of insulation or soundproofing. And in all, about 150 bags were taken out. How fucking big is this house? 150 bags of leaves. <laughs> they just like. Maybe not big. It's yeah, just a lot of it leaves. It doesn't sound like a big house, right? The picture. Have you seen pictures of the house? I don't think I have. Yeah, there's just like just garbage bags lining the walls. Wow. And then like the floor, like you walk in the front door and it's just the whole floor is just nothing but leaves. Mm. At at my old house, Dave, the one where I live next to you, my backyard, it would take 26 bags to for that entire backyard. Yeah. That is a quarter though of this guy's house. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Hmm. In the kitchen, the only food Matthew Hoffman had to live off of was some red popsicles and two dead squirrels that were in the freezer. Apologies. It's only 20%, not quite a quarter. Okay. I, I knew yeah. where you were going with it. Though. Sure. 150. I'm sure some of our more, more rural listeners, possibly from the South, can appreciate a good deep fried squirrel. Is that how you make squirrels? I don't know. Well-cooked squirrel, however you uh, prepare and serve it. I'm not familiar with squirrel delicacy, but I mean, I'm sure it tastes great after you worked up an appetite banging your sister all afternoon. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> right? What would I know? I, I mean, NASCAR. I think it's probably pretty common in southern Ohio, in southern Ohio to oh, eat squirrel yeah, for sure. I don't think I ever had squirrel. No, I was trying either. to think back. I, I don't think so. I, I would try it. I wouldn't eat oh, squirrel. I would eat squirrel. I say I would try any food once at least. Yeah. Squirrel would be like 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 dog would be very tough to try for me. I won't eat dog. Nope. Yeah, no, I would eat dog. I'll eat people before I eat dogs. I think I would do people before dogs because I feel like humans would taste better than dogs. <laughs> I don't feel like dogs. So it's a taste <laughs> issue for you. Okay. Oh, it's definitely a moral issue. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, Mike's not a dog lover. I'm not a dog hater either. I don't know. I, always people I coming didn't after me. you were. The fucking PETA coming after me. <laughs> but I'm not someone that's going to run up and be like, oh, I need to come pet your dog. No, thanks. Like, oh, <laughs> um, hi. I'm going to keep walking. <laughs> but I would put like, like a squirrel too. Like I would, I would do it, but I would be very hesitant. Like, I feel like I'd psych myself out ahead of time to where I'm going. I tell myself I'm going to dislike it that I would dislike it. Yeah. I wouldn't be fair with it. And I wouldn't probably be with dog either. Okay. I understand. That makes that. sense. Yeah. I'd be gagging myself thinking about it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, I'm, I like squirrels. So yeah. not to eat, to look no, at it. Yeah, yeah, to, fucking, he hangs out with them with his raccoon buddies. They invite those hoe squirrels over and they have <laughs> fucking party at his house. There was one in my neighbor's driveway. A couple, it was still warm out. There was a squirrel hanging out at night. It was after recording one night, mm. which is weird to see a squirrel. So I was like, oh, what's going on with the squirrel? And I'm like, I was trying to get close to it, like trying to call it to me. I got pretty close to it, but then it took off. <laughs> That's probably fucking rabid. That's why I was wondering. I thought maybe it was hurt. So I was going to see what it was up. 
bring it in your house, nurse it back. And it took off. You're like, here, buddy, eat this. That's what I do when I get home. It's a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> this will help you. It's nourishment, Mr. Squirrel. Give him a little piece of an edible and some sponge. Cuddle with that thing in fucking bed. See what Angie thinks about that. <laughs> <laughs> some of the walls and door jams were covered with little drawings like you would find in a girl's notebook or something. There was also a big peace sign on the door, stars on the walls, and just random names written in marker. The bathroom had a ton of leaves in it. <clears throat> had drawings all over the bathtub, and there was a rotting jack-o'-lantern inside. Was there a picture of the jack-o'-lantern, Ian? Maybe your dad could rate it for it on this <laughs> <next> show. <laughs> that shit is so ridiculous. <laughs> I guess I have to explain that. Huh? <laughs> I don't know, do you? Go join Necronomal Pals on Facebook. Yeah. They had a pumpkin contest and Ian's dad was the judge. It was awesome. I loved it. It was good stuff. Necronomal Pals is a fan-run Facebook page. I think you need uh, approval to join, right? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, no scrubs in there. Just fill out the <laughs> 56, 56 questionnaire. <laughs> Get right in. There was even a holes is holes pumpkin this year, Mike, if I remember. That's right. There was. I forgot all about that. Good stuff. The crazy thing about this is how you brought up, Dave, that there was a, a child with his ex-girlfriend that was living in this house. Like this shit didn't happen overnight. Like this house had been like this, mm -hmm. you know, in October 24th is what, three weeks before all this happened. Like having a kid in this house is crazy. Yeah, it's not sound great. When police got to the basement, they found Sarah Maynard with her hands and feet bound in what was pretty much like a nest of leaves, wearing a plastic bag with holes cut out of the legs like a makeshift diaper. She was in complete shock and was worried about being late for school. She had no idea about what had happened to the rest of her family, but asked police if her dog was okay. She told the police that she had done everything that Matthew told her to do because he had promised he would release her before Christmas if she listened. I guess the question is here, if this went on, you know, another week, was he going to ultimately kill her? I don't know. Or could this have turned into like an Amanda Berry mm -hmm. type thing where he just held her it's for going on and on? Yeah. Whew. Scary. Thank goodness it didn't come to that. Mm. At first, Matthew didn't talk to the police. He would sit there for hours in silence, not answering any questions. Then the following day, after spending the night in, in his cell, he said that he had a nightmare and he felt like he had to confess. In this nightmare, he dreamed that he was at a food processing plant and he opened up a trash bag filled with dismembered body parts. He wanted to tell detectives what had happened, but on his own terms. His whole plan was that he would write down the locations of the bodies for a lawyer. Then he would attempt to escape and police would shoot and kill him. Only after he was dead could the lawyer say where the bodies were. And police were like, no, that's not, none of that's going to happen. <laughs> and Matthew ended up writing down a confession anyways. They were like, yeah, no. Like, All right, I'll tell you anyways. <laughs> they should have given like the BTK response. Yeah, sure, we can do that. We can yeah. make that happen. No, right. we can't read that floppy disk. No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Just write it down first and we'll make yeah, all right. that happen. Yeah, go ahead, write it down. 
Then we'll uncuff you and you can run away and we'll mm-hmm. shoot you in the back of the head. Um, so here's an excerpt of that conversation that was reported on by Columbus Dispatch. I parked my car in Howard and walked from there to the house. I got to the woods across the street from the house a little after midnight. I slept across the street from the house that night in a sleeping bag. I woke up at daylight. There were two vehicles parked at the house during the night, and I saw that the gray car had left. I went back to sleep until around 9 on Wednesday morning. I stayed there until a woman left in a pickup truck. This meant there were no vehicles at the house. I walked across the street and tried to enter the front door, but it was locked. I then went in I then went in through the garage door. The garage door was not closed all the way, so I slid under it into the garage. I kicked the door into the house from the garage. By this time, it was approximately 10.30 a.m. Wednesday morning. Do we know why he targeted this specific house? I couldn't find anything that said definitively, Mm-mm. whether it was the house, whether it was the people. I think other than just what he says is yeah. what we have on it, right? Yeah. Okay. And then the opinions of you know, police officers. Yeah. I looked around the house to make sure no one was there. Even if I did not take anything, there was a certain amount of excitement in being in someone else's home without them being there. I can confirm that. Like when Ian goes out of town and Mike and I go over to Ian's house and (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to get into what we do over there, but it's fun. (laughs) I was looking for anything of value that could be carried out easily, i.e. money, jewelry, etc. I did not find anything of any real value. I was getting ready to leave as I had been there approximately an hour, but someone pulled into the driveway. I was back in the bedrooms when she entered the house and was unable to exit without breaking a window and trying to jump out. I had brought my knife for a certain amount of intimidation in case I ran into someone and needed to make an escape. When she made her way back into the bedrooms, I confronted her and made her get on the bed lying face down. I believe that we were in her bedroom. I had a blackjack. I was going to try to knock her out. I hit her a couple of times in the head, but this would not knock her out. It was not doing the job, and I started panicking. The next thing that I knew, her friend came into the bedroom. I have no idea when she got there, what she was doing there, or how she gained access. The other woman yelled at me. There were now two to deal with, and I did not know what to do. I grabbed the knife that I had put down on the nightstand and stabbed the woman on the bed, through her back, twice. I chased the other woman down, Stephanie, and stabbed her a couple times in the chest. Instead of running out of the house, she had to run into another she had run into another bedroom. I believe this bedroom was for a girl was for a girl due to the contents of the room. I then went back to the other bedroom where the first woman was located and stabbed her a couple more times. I could tell that both women were dead now. At this time I was in a total state of shock. I wandered around the house slowly, coming to the realization of what I had done and how bad it was. During this time, I killed the dog because it, was not, it would not stop barking. After a while, I came to the conclusion that I was going to dispose of the bodies and burn the house down. At first, I thought about loading the bodies into the vehicle, driving it into Foundation Park Pond. I would swim away as the vehicle sank. But I felt it was too cold and I might not be able to make it out of the water. I decided to process the bodies and dispose of them inside of a tree that I knew was hollow. I took the bodies into the bathroom and began processing the bodies to dispose of them. I used garbage bags from within the house and placed the bodies inside. 
Is this guy a hunter? The processing is an odd term. To it's use. a really weird you term. He just, yeah, I mean, he was really into the outdoors with hanging out in trees all all the time. Yeah. Processing squirrels, probably. He he <laughs> yeah. killed a lot of, you know, he ate off the land right. a lot. Just trying to disassociate from actual human beings and using that term processing like it's a deer that you shot. Yeah. Yeah. Once I had finished processing the bodies, I moved the Jeep into the garage to load up the bodies. I still had a couple bags to load into the Jeep when I heard the children come into the house. I confronted the children, and the girl instantly ran into a bedroom. I stabbed the boy in the chest a couple times. I ran into the bedroom after the girl to make sure she was not on the phone for help. I saw that the girl was not on the phone, and I could not bring myself to kill her. I did not enter the house to kill these, those people. I did not know a single one of them. I did not know their names, and I did not know who all lived at the house. I chose the house to break into because that there was not any close neighbors, and I noticed the garage door was ajar. I chose the house the day before. I did not plan for any of this to happen. I did not want to kill anyone, and I tried to just knock the first woman out so that I would be able to escape. This was not working. A second woman showed up, and things quickly spiraled out of control. They kept escalating, and I was panicking. I only chose to process the bodies to make their disposal easier. Mm. No police, from what I read, do not buy the story that he was just breaking into this house to rob it. I don't think I do either. No. You don't really camp outside of a house overnight just to break into it, right? And then, and then wait till daylight? Yeah. I mean, I guess you want them to be gone, but... Like you were staking out this house, like sleeping across the street. I almost feel like he was waiting. He was going to break in and wait for the kids to get home so he could have access to Sarah and didn't expect for okay. her mother to be home, especially a friend as well. Maybe and based on what? Just just like a hunch based on like if he was he staking, if he because I don't see how you go from breaking into a house to kidnapping a girl and tying her up and holding on to her. I feel like the main motive would be to take her. You can't bring myself to kill her. He said, yeah, Yet you, you stabbed a boy, a little boy and you stabbed two women, you know, brutally killing them, kill the dog, everybody, and the but dog, her. right in the dog. But, but now this one. So that was the end game all along. Yeah, I see. I think that, that, that makes sense. And you know, and yeah, like scoping out the house the night before because the garage door was a little bit open underneath. So I'm going to hide all night. Yeah. Wait till someone leaves. It just doesn't add up for me. Because you still had to kick in the door to get into the house. Yeah, like if you're going to break, if you're already, you know, breaking into the home, you're breaking into the home. What's the difference between breaking in that door and breaking in a window from the outside? Right. And so maybe there was panic and he didn't plan to kill people, but. He planned to, it was around the girl, not about a burglary. Right. Yeah. You also had a knife on you. You had a weapon. Yeah. Whether he meant for, quote, intimidation or not, he had a weapon on him. And if it wasn't strictly about the girl, once you kill the boy, you're going to kill a girl too, right? You've killed everybody. Full measures. You're killing if you everyone. wanted to, sure. Yeah. 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 I think I agree with you. And they pointed this out that it was, um, I made a note for myself. Usually I don't make notes for myself, but I actually did this one time. How about that? It's more um, notes than I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually I try to just remember it, but this time I wanted to make sure I took a note of it. Oh, uh, maybe I didn't. Motherfucker. 
Anyways, <laughs> God damn it. He, so he bought um, one thing that led police to believe that this was more planned out and that it was surrounded around the girl was that they found receipts for, uh, I believe it was November 4th, he bought a pair of gloves from Lowe's, like these short grip gloves. Mm-hmm. Then a couple of days later, he bought another pair of those gloves, some duct tape, and then I believe it was on that same day, he ordered the knife offline so it seemed like he was preparing like a kit yeah to some degree you don't do that if you're just breaking into a house to steal some shit no you don't need all that right so it also seemed like he lingered around the house a little bit longer He's like, yeah, it's like fun could, to be could, in this house, even right. if I don't steal anything. Yeah. Like someone like that's burglarizing. Justifying. Yeah. Like you can get it. If you're really trying to get in, snatch stuff and go, be in and out in what, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. You're not going to linger for an hour and say, oh, it was exhilarating. Yeah. And what kind of house was this? I mean, and I'm not like casting, you know, class opinions or anything, but the lady worked at Dairy Queen and like, we're not talking about a. $500,000 house with a lot of valuables. I assume. Well, I think he even said there right. was no valuables. Yeah. So, I so mean, the burglary thing is just doesn't add up. This is a lower middle class. Yeah. This is, I think Mount Vernon is kind of like a lot of Southern Ohio, small towns where it's businesses and booming in those areas. Yeah. I think that's probably right. I'm not Dave, familiar. Dave doesn't live there doing fucking Uber Eats from that Dairy Queen. <laughs> $25 for two small blizzards and a small fry. <laughs> Look, I'm just thinking through this. I'm not trying to. And know, I think. nothing wrong with working at Dairy Queen. I just mean, you know, you're probably not living in a mansion with a lot of valuables. And when he even said he didn't find a lot of valuables. Yeah. I really think that he f- saw her at some point while he was up in trees. Because. We're going to talk about this mm-hmm. tree that he disposed of the bodies in. No one was going to know that this tree was hollow except for him. He's the only fucking person that climbed that high to, to look in this. If you, you didn't know? look at it from the top, you would you would <laughs> right. never know. Right. Also, weirdest sentence ever said on the show. I think he saw her while he was up in trees. <laughs> Is it weirder than I just want to smell his dick? <laughs> yeah, that's taken completely out of context. <laughs> Anyone who knows the show knows we have affinity for Casey Anthony's pussy. And <laughs> That dick has been in that pussy. I don't think it's out of line to say you'd like to sniff it. I, you know what, Mike? I agree with you 100%. <laughs> but I bet that won't make the soundboard look out. No, no, it will not. So Matthew admitted to sexually assaulting Sarah during her captivity in his basement, but he claims that he was nice to her because he fed her burgers and french fries for dinner. He said he let her play Nintendo Wii video games and they watched Iron Man movies, both one and two together. And he gave her a copy of the novel Treasure Island to pass time. This is all bullshit. Such a good guy. The way that she was found, this is all bullshit. Like in a, in a fucking garbage bag diaper under a bunch of leaves bound. Yeah. Okay, pal. In a nest, like a fucking weird. Ugh creep as for the bodies of tina cody and stephanie matthew hoffman agreed to show police where they were he took investigators to a 60 foot tall hollow tree in the kokosing wildlife area near frederickstown ohio inside that tree detectives found the mutilated bodies of the three as well as the remains of the family dog 
He told police that he used a pulley system that he regularly used to climb trees to get to the top of that hollow tree and to drop the bodies inside. That's just bizarre. Police didn't even attempt to to do that, to like get up there. They just cut, cut like, the a, like a door, oh, yeah. a rectangle out of the the center of or the side of it. So, Make sure, go ahead. I was going to ask my one remaining question is what was he doing at Kenyon College? Was he just dumping her truck? But why was he lingering around enough to draw the suspicion of of the police that they would ask him, you know, what he was up to? I, I don't know. That's what kind of gives me those Richard Chase vibes a yeah. little bit. He was looking for a tree to climb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good as explanation as anything. And I actually saw this reported two different ways. I saw it reported that he said that he was waiting for his girlfriend. He gave a name and then didn't know the last name. Yeah. The other version I saw reported is, is that he said he was dating Tina. That's why he was by her truck. And then they said, well, what's her last name? And he was like, I, I don't know. Yeah. But then he would left that scene. You would think that the police at that, that would be enough for them just to be like, you're going to stay here for, for a minute. You would think. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just odd to linger around there. If you're dropping a truck, you drop it and get the fuck out of there. But the fact that he is that high up looking in this tree, he knew this tree was hollow, you know, and this was what he could do. 60 feet. That's fucking high. How many missing 411 people are hidden in trees, their bodies? I'm starting to think you might if, be on this If now. this Joe Schmo from, you know, whatever Ohio can yeah. teach himself, how many people that, you know, backwoods, whatever, right. know the forest, just have all these hidden traps where all these bodies are? Yeah, you're probably on some. It makes the most sense now to me. Mm. I kind of, I picture like Edward Cullen in Twilight, like scrambling up the tree there. <laughs> Up 200 feet in the air with those pine trees. What, what did we bring? We brought him up recently about something else. <laughs> did we? Yeah. I can't remember. I wish I could remember what it was. The vampire one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't he the new Batman, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was Robert Pattinson, right? Mm-hmm. Look at me. No one an actor. Look at you. He did a thing. He was good in a movie with uh, William Defoe. What was that? The Lighthouse one. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Yeah. yeah like- it was a creepy movie? It's something just, we'll cover maybe on the $10 little, uh, a little nec- nutty. Necronite the movies. It's real good. I like it. All right. There's like that know, whole mermaid thing. It's just wild. I oh, love, it's I Little love, Mermaid. Uh, it's Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. I love how it's shot. I mean, I don't know about the story, but it's just fun to watch because yeah, it's, it's so fun. crazy. I really liked it. Put it's it on the, the list. It's this. We always talk about Ari Aster. This was the second movie of the guy that made, uh, was it The Witch? The Witch. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I've seen The Witch. Which one was that? It was like a, which one like was a, that? Like a, a pilgrim family <laughs> that got ousted from their community in like the 1600s and like m- recent movie though, yeah. like four years or so, four or five years ago. Mm. It was his first movie, I think. I like witch movies. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's good. It's creepy. It's a got, slow burn. A lot of people don't like it. I thought it was great. Be fucking better. Fucking than evil Rob. goats and mm-hmm. it's cool. Got to be better than Rob Zombie's witch movie. That was not Abysmal. good. Abysmal. Yeah, Lords of Salem. So <laughs> bad. He's better than that. that was bad. He makes some good shit. That was not good. Yeah, that was, that was a turd. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> On January 6th, 
2011, Matthew pleaded guilty to 10 felonies, included aggravated murder and rape, and was sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole. Sarah's ending is hopefully happy now, but at first it was not great. Uh, Like we brought up in the beginning, uh, her father really kind of was really scummy and wanted to make money off of this. He paraded her around to Dr. Phil and stuff like that. And as well as that book that we brought up, that is this fucking terrible title, uh, The Girl in the Leaves. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Awful. That sounds like a fucking made for TV movie. That's on like Lifetime or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. According to court records, Larry Maynard punched Sarah in the back on May 3rd, 2013, and her stepmother pushed her down a flight of stairs six days later. All the charges were dismissed after Sarah refused to testify against them. However, a protection order was put in place, so they had to stay away from her. The last update that I could find on Sarah was that she was living with her grandma that was on her mother's side. So hopefully things have gotten better for her, but her dad turned out to be a real piece of shit. Mm. Lone survivor. Let's hope so. What are your guys' thoughts on... capital punishment for people who like this guy wanted to be killed like per his quote nightmare i'll tell you what happened and then you shoot and kill me do you think it's better that he got life in prison because now it's more of a punishment to him do you think he even should have had capital punishment i'm not i'm not saying you guys said that but just interested on your thoughts on that one this guy wanted to be killed i think there's a I, i think there's an argument to be made to, to just leave people in there for life that want to die. Because it's, it's worse for them. Then. Yeah. Then like Israel, Israel Keys. That's yeah. one that I wish that would have been paid attention to more and wouldn't have been able to kill himself because he didn't like it there. That's why he did that. Yeah. He was getting fucked with. So it's more of a punishment. Yeah. Stay there. Yeah, I could see that. Do we Jeffrey know? Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. If he killed himself. <laughs> yeah that's a, well that's a whole other story that's, that has so many different tangents to go now well, i know mike wants to do a part six on epstein uh, so maybe can't we'll that sometime right. yeah we need to cover you know follow more of his death <laughs> was the death penalty was this a plea kind of deal or was it off the table i, I couldn't no, find no, it yeah, i didn't see anything either i guess i just meant like more like if a guy is you know ahead of time trying to make deals because you know he wants to die. What? How does that make you look at the case? Does that make you look at it differently? Like, okay, let's keep this guy alive in prison because now we know he's going to suffer more. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm asking it's just as regular people, not, yeah. you know, the jury or the or judge or anything. I mean, does it lead to, you know, reverse psychology where he really wants to stay alive? And look, I, let's, I, I let's look at this guy's case. He's not reverse psychology. <laughs> Everybody, anybody. I don't know. I think you get in the tricky waters when... The death penalty is dependent on whether the person actually wants it. But that's not what I'm asking. I'm I, know, asking I, know, the, I know what you're asking. Yeah. Like, so like, we, does it make you feel better that he's locked up for life? Oh, based just on, how, my, how I feel about it. Yeah, just you guys personally. Oh, all right, all right. Like, does it make you feel better that based on the story, he's getting worst case scenario eh. as opposed to getting maybe the chicken shit way out where he's like, oh, I'll write you this letter. And then I'm going to, quote, run away and you shoot me. And then he doesn't have to face the consequences or anything. I don't know. Or live with this. And I'm just asking, you know, as people who oppose, you know, who who are not opposed, who are for capital punishment, how you would feel about this one. I just think there's people that the world can do without. And he's probably one of them. 
Yeah. I get that, but does it change it when it comes to like the punishment, yeah. knowing that he's suffering more? He doesn't have to go through, you know, he doesn't just get to die. He has to live every day now. Yeah, maybe, I guess. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a right answer. I don't yeah, know. That's a deep conversation. Yeah, that's I think, a tough but. one to think about. I don't really have a good answer for you. Well, it was kind of a random question. Do I feel better? The guy's suffering now because of this? Sure. Do I think he deserves to be on the planet? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. He killed a kid. I mean, if yeah. you confess to stabbing an 11 year old boy in the chest and killing him, I, mean, I don't know that we need you in the world anymore. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. That wasn't, that's not what I was getting at though. You know, I just meant you want him to face the worst fate possible. Yeah. And if him having to live with that every single day is going to ruin this guy, is that better? You know, I don't know. I don't, there isn't a right answer. Yeah. Probably it's Potentially. case by case. I get your point, though. Yeah, maybe me bringing up Israel Keys didn't make much sense. Because I think that what irritates me more about him is that he made a decision on that. To kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes me more irritated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough, because that opens a whole other can of worms. Like, well, then, you know, shouldn't he have been watched and not killed himself? Yeah. All that, and then you get into Epstein and fucking egg dick, and then I want an omelet, and then we just go on a tangent about omelets <laughs> and what you want in your omelet, and all that. I digress. <laughs> all right. So Larry Maynard doesn't seem like the most uh, fun guy to hang out with. No. no, his fucking ass should have been in jail, not getting charges dropped. How you get your kid back after surviving something like this? She didn't live. She never, or she did not live with him at all. She was just with her mother. Mm. It almost sounds maybe that was for a good reason. Okay. Why so she didn't have much contact yeah. with him. Even still, as a human being, you get this girl with you. You're going to fucking physically abuse her. Guy saw dollar signs, sounds like. But I mean, how does pushing her down a flight of stairs help? Well, that's a, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like that stuff. Not even like the the book and all that. Some people are Unreal. not equipped for kids. Unreal. Yeah, I I agree with that. I'm glad we finally got to talk about this clown. Yeah, just put it behind us now. Yeah, not really a fun story. No. <laughs> I kind of regret that we've done so much. <laughs> we pushed so hard to cover this piece of shit. <laughs> the kid stuff always just makes it tough. Like that's that's never fun. Yeah. Any of that kid shit. Yeah. I I think I've. I'd stick with my opinion that he probably saw her get off the school bus or something from a tree. You know, he was hanging out in a tree somewhere mm. and saw her and got it in his head that, you know. You're probably not wrong. It just seems very odd to do all this, you know. But who's leaving a fucking breaking and entering with a 13-year-old girl yeah. and holding her captive? Yeah. Do you think he had past uh experiences issues with with minors and like you know sexually assaulting people it, i didn't see anything about like any the only past criminal thing was the um the arson he sat in jail for eight it That's just a, seems like not to say that you're wrong but it just seems like everyone we talk about there's always like some kind of maybe back history of this do you just think he was such a shitty criminal he was one and done like that was it for him 
kind of with I mean, this. Just because he didn't get caught for it didn't mean that he didn't actually do it in the past. I guess that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Like, do we do we know? Do we think anything? I didn't see anything that suggested it, but I, I don't think you can rule it out. Yeah, because I mean, he did. He sat in jail for eight years for the arson, and then you know. You think maybe he just got out and was just sniping kids from up top? Like, oh, okay. And, you know, maybe, and maybe he did stuff and maybe so. It's a weird story. It just goes like zero to a hundred with, with like real quick. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like wrap your head around the acceleration, what the, what the end game even was. Yeah. I think Ian's right. I think the girl is the end game. I mean, it definitely seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue that. What prison's he in? Maybe we can send correspondent Mike down there to talk to him. I couldn't find the prison. Mm. You want me to go do a journalism? I, I, <laughs> I think I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I go do that. Excuse me, sir. May I do an interview? <laughs> you take him a bag of leaves and get him to talk to you. <laughs> What's your bag of leaves, pal? <laughs> so you're fucking into kids, huh? Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> it seems to work when you tell pedophiles to have a seat, right? Yeah. Put out some cookies glass of water or something. I won't tell him who I am. You know, that's what Chris Hansen does. He doesn't tell him who he is. Yeah. He doesn't say shit. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Just start reading him the script. <laughs> Make him all fucking embarrassed. Oh, I love that show. Can I leave now, sir? I'll be done with you in a second. Yeah. Never yeah. answers the question. He's, <laughs> he's so sly. Yeah. He never actually then, says no. You yeah, can. Right. And then when they really want to leave, he's yeah. like, you know, he's like, you're free to leave at any time. That's right. There's the door. And then they fucking get arrested. Yep. He's smart about it. I mean, come on. They know what they're doing. So yeah, that's Matthew Hoffman. Crazy, interesting story. Hopefully that, um, hopefully Sarah Maynard's doing all right. Yeah. So she was what? 13 in 2010? 12? Yeah, 13. That's So she's what? Early 20s now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Amanda Berry, you know. Gina and Jesus, everybody has, you know, they have good stories. There was a good outcome of that. Yeah. So, yeah, you hope they do. I mean, that's got to be tough. Like, you got to reinvent your life. It's a lot of PTSD to deal with. Yeah. And shitty parents left. So, yeah. It's a lot to overcome. All right. Well, any other uh, final thoughts on this one? We kind of, I think, summed it all up, wrapped it up. Yeah. I'm going to ponder your question, Mike. I'm going to think more about that. Okay. Um. All right. So fun to talk about. This what, is a bit else? of a buzz kill here at the end. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here thinking about Israel Keys being mad about that. <laughs> being, well, he got out. About. He got out of it. That's when I, yeah. that was just my thing. Like, does it make you feel better as a regular citizen to know that they've experienced in their mind the worst punishment, or that you're just happy they're dead? I don't know if it's because I'm if it's petty or what even the word would be, but I would feel better if Israel keys was sitting in jail alive and not dead. That's what, and that's your answer. And that's kind of what I mean, but it's different for everybody. You know, like for me, I wish wish all these people were alive, but just sitting in prison just because it was what worst punishment for him. Yeah. And he didn't want to be I mean. there, so it's if, like, good, stay. Exactly. So it depends on the scenario, because you think back to Shh. Richard Speck, who's having the time of his life, where he's like, they'd let me out if they knew how much fun I was having in there. Yeah. Well, then, that guy, then, let's right. kill so, that fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, for that, like, when you're doing shit <laughs> yeah, like right. that, like, okay, now we need to do something yeah. different here. Exactly. Like, throw him in the fucking hole, or at least, you know. Throw him in the hole. In that case, <laughs> holes are not holes. <laughs> 
That is not the same hole that I am fond of. Mike Namapod has directed you to the hole, sir, and that's where you'll spend the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> like when fucking uh, Andy Dufresne, they let him out of the hole, and he's like, can't even see. His eyes Ugh. are still opening up. Awful. And they fucking put him back in for another week. Yeah. I guess it's a case-by-case thing. And it probably because I do sure get a little answer. bit of I don't I don't even know if it'd be satisfaction or what, but <laughs> that BTK is just sitting there in solitary. It's like good. That's a good punishment yeah, for that's you. A good point. Sure. I mean, if you know that they're suffering in prison, yeah, that's that's got to be better than yeah. We're putting you to death, but now this is all over. Yeah. You have no like you're not going to live anymore thinking about what you did or yeah. having a terrible life or worrying about getting the shit kicked out of you in the showers or whatever else is going on. Who was yeah, the other the fucking Dahmer, the hometown hero getting, mm-hmm. you know, fucking killed in, in prison. But like Japan went a little, they went far with Shoko Asahara. Remember they let him sit in solitary confinement till he just went insane. Yeah. It's, it's case by case. I mean, yeah. it's gotta be, I think. All right. I tried the Chipotle chorizo plant-based this week. What's that? Like a fake chorizo sauce. Oh, you're saying from the restaurant Chipotle. From Chipotle. The, chorizo they have a new plant- chorizo plant-based meat. Uh, was it good? No, nah, not really. Uh, I heard their vegetarian stuff was not great. The Sofritas is good. I, I like, yeah, I like yeah, the Sofritas. I think it's good. This was not, not that great. Hmm. I like the straight veggie, like just the fajita burrito with like guac, mm-hmm. I thought is always pretty good with like none of the plant-based meats or anything. Yeah. But so the oh. sofrita is good. The, the chipotle chur- or the ch- chorizo plant-based. Didn't love it. No. I want to try that now. Is the impossible Whopper still the best fast food vegetarian option? Yeah. I think so. The impossible Whopper is delicious. It, Tastes just like the Whopper. Imp- I, th- I like Impossible Meat better than um, Beyond. Beyond, I think yeah. it has a better taste. From my experience, which is very limited, I think I agree. What's the difference? Do we even know? Can we, do we even have the expertise to go down that road? No. Different con- company? I don't know. It's just a different brand. Have you guys mm. seen the new KFC uh, Chicken nuggets. nuggets. The cheese did not look Christ. good. <laughs> Somebody I saw on Instagram said that they look like deep fried pencil erasers. <laughs> that is exactly what they it look not like. An appetizer it's a picture. little gray, yeah. you know, little thick erasers, just deep fried. <laughs> Taco Bell has chicken wings now. I heard they're good. My TikTok has been blowing up I've with people trying. I heard them. they're good. Mm. And I'm actually pissed at myself. I was at Taco Bell last night and I completely forgot to even ask if they had them. They had no signs up, so I'm assuming they didn't. But I heard they're good. Like, not great, but like yeah. fast food, good. Mm. The ones on TikTok look good. Like, they looked better than I thought they would. Yeah. Like, the crispy, they got a good yeah. golden color to them. They're super crispy from well, from wa- watching the video when they had their microphones turned off. And yeah. fucking like, <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking ASMRing over here to fucking people eating food. All right. Well, one of us has got to try some Taco Bell chicken wings here before next week. It's got to be one of you guys. I'm still on the vegetarian. You got to find it, though. I don't know mm-hmm. how local it is. I'll try that. What, what, so what are you going to be Taco Bell bean burrito? Uh, usually get rice. I don't like refried beans too much. So what do you mean? You just get a bowl of rice or 
Taco mean? Bell. Yeah. What a, you get like, I like the bean burritos for like a vegetarian option. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you get? I like the, uh, the, the cheese with the, the beefy five layer. Okay. But substitute the meat out with rice. Oh, uh, okay. I got that. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything else. No. Maybe I'll go to Chipotle tomorrow. Yeah, you can try the chorizo. You like it. Yeah. Are you guys fans of the queso or no? I'm not a fan. No, I don't think it's very good. It's all right. I, a long time ago, found my order at Chipotle. Like the exact thing I love. And I feel like anytime I stray from it, I'm not satisfied. I, I can get behind that. I, I came to tell you last time I like strayed from what I usually get there. Yeah. And, but now I can get mine burrito or in a bowl, just depending on the day. Sometimes I like the burrito. I feel like it's a little bit more filling sometimes just to have the tortilla. Oh yeah. But the bowl is good too, but I always get the same thing. Me too. Until I try to chorizo. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm not going to, <laughs> I always thought what's the shredded beef. It's the barbacoa. I liked it, but to me, it tastes just like Taco Bell's spicy beef that they used to have mm. like a few years ago. Like very fast foody. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm a chicken guy when I go there. I get the sofritas and then everything besides the uh, the brown beans, the pinto beans. Mm-hmm. So you get the black beans and then you get everything else. Everything. Every salsa, all of it, and guac. Do you get, but no queso. No queso. Okay. No queso. So no pinto and no queso. Right. So Frida, and that's what you like. That's uh, the good vegetarian one. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I usually get steak. Right. But that's, but yeah, you said good. the chorizo vegetarian, no good. Yeah. So Frida is good. good. I like tofu though. Like I don't have a problem with tofu. How heavy is your fucking burrito? Oh, it's super heavy. <laughs> Tri- <laughs> triple wrap. Get a so to keep it in. No, no, this is the guy that the first time he was a bachelor for a night, he got two of these <laughs> right. and ate them in his bed in no. his little canopy <laughs> <laughs> while watching what? Like Sons of Anarchy or something? Uh, no, I was watching Aqua Teen okay. Hunger Force. There it is. Two of those. The fucking heaviest burritos. Takes I a big man to it. eat two fucking Chipotle burritos. <laughs> I would sleep so good afterwards. <laughs> I forgot about my tent. Yeah. You go home and make one now. <laughs> it's kind of weird when you like put it all together and sitting under a tent. Eating watching, two big ass burritos. <laughs> trying to pet a squirrel in the middle of the night. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, they're red. The red, the hot sauce or the salsa, whatever yeah, it's called. Mm-hmm. Is really underrated, I think. I like it's it. It's good a lot. flavor and really good real spice. Good. I always get that and the corn salsa. The, I get, I, I I get, get those the hot two and the mixed. mild, yeah. Is, is that the mild or is that the t- is the mild the tomato? Tomato. Half, I, half oh, hot, I, half mild. I'll okay. Get the corn. I like the corn with the hot. That's my favorite. I just like the flavor of the corn. The tomato's good too. I just like the I prefer the the corn. Yeah, people sometimes they like question, they're like, you want all three salsas? I'm like just everything all the Reason way down four. Oh yeah. There's four. I you don't got count the green. The, you got the green, yeah. the hot, the corn, the tomato. I never count the corn. I just, I don't know. In my head, I just say corn or when I tell them, I'm like, hey, yeah, it's the corn. Cause I mean, it's not, doesn't look like a salsa. Like you're like, yeah. no, yeah. it's not, it's not red. It's not a salsa. <laughs> Is that Seinfeld? Why do people say salsa? Salsa. Salsa. All right. Well, this has been a conversation on Chipotle. I'm really hungry. <laughs> oh, 
hundred percent chance. It's what I'm having for lunch tomorrow. Yeah, I believe you. I'll send you guys a picture. <laughs> Me just fucking like face full of a burrito, <laughs> taking it to the back of the throat. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to talk about? We good? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. It's a fun show. Yeah. Well, fun enough, I guess, given the circumstances. I agree. Okay, bye. <laughs>